Hello there. Welcome to the Shoot Got Real podcast, season two, episode five, as we gear up for a big fifth round, the Charter Hall Shoot Shield, a lot going on. We've got an interesting slate of games coming up, a couple of uh, games that are meant to be very close, a couple of games that maybe will be blowouts, in all honesty, and a couple of games that could go either way. It's going to be a bit of a shorter show this week. I was trying to get hold of someone from Warringah, maybe Phil Parsons, maybe Mike Ruthven, their head coach, obviously. Um, didn't manage to get a hold of either of them this week, which is a shame. So it's going to be a little bit of a shorter show. But we do have a very special guest, Carrick Ryan drops by. He's going to be previewing all the games in just a tick. Before we get to Carrick, though, let's touch on some team news that's come through over the last couple of days. And this is something a few people have whinged about, and I kind of get where they're coming from. It's that the teams we get named on a Wednesday, or Thursday morning end up being very, very different from the final 15 that gets put out in the field. Gordon, for example, named a very normal team. Uh, instead, since then, we found out that Reese McDonald, their fly half, is injured, will not play this weekend. That means that Ben Pollock has to uh, slot into 10. Also, James Luff, who we had on the show a couple of weeks back, and Robbie Abel will both uh, miss out on this game. James Luff copped an injury, I believe, in the first half versus Northern Suburbs, if I remember correct, which kind of makes the game a little bit more interesting. Um, originally, it was meant to be, yeah, a kind of game that Gordon should win by about 10 or 12 points. Instead, with all those injuries, they could really struggle to get the job done against Southern Districts. We will see how it plays out. In other team news, Manly, this is a change um, I think we've kind of talked about for a couple of weeks now. Harley Atwater, uh, he's been playing 12 for the entirety of this season. Obviously, they recruited him last year halfway through as a 10. Now, this coming round is his opportunity to take the reins at 10. They've basically done a straight swap with him and Ollie Horn, who's moved to 12, and Atwater's yeah, moved one place in to 10. Uni uh, have got a few changes as well. Matt Sandell moves from loose head to tight head. That brings in uh, Tom Osborne, champion de Kripney. He moves from eight to six. Clooney's Ross to 13, and that means Tim Clements will, uh, I think, move into fullback. Warringah, a couple of changes as well. Max Girdler into the forward pack, a bit of a shuffle there. Uh, in for Andrew Davies, who misses out. Dean Bloor is back into starting 10. He was uh, their starting yeah, fly half for the first two weeks of the season, then was dropped to fullback as Ben Maher was moved into 10, and Ben Maher had a great game last round. But now they've moved Ben Maher back to fullback and Dean Bloor into 10. See how that pans out for them. Max Stewart in for Ed Craig at Eastwoods. They've got a little bit of a shuffle in the back row, but uh, Pat Seo is back. He's starting eight. Tane Edmit, he's starting 10. Uh, however, there is no Mark Noah Quinita Wase, which is a pretty significant out for them. And I think uh, when we talked with Karaki, brought it up, and I was under the impression that both Waratahs would be playing for Eastwood this weekend instead, and Lee Edmit is. Two Blues, main change for them. John Pale, he gets a crack at fly half. Their opponents, uh, Dean Oakman Hunt, comes in for Charlie Gamble, which is a little bit of a significant out. No disrespect meant to Dean, um, but that's a little bit of a loss. They've moved Clay Ewan to 15, and Nick Just has moved from 13 to 12. Damien Fleming is not going to be the starting number eight for West Harbour this week. Instead, it'll be Viciano Vahia. Totti Murphy, Justin Masters, basically have just switched wings uh, from the left to the right. And Cooper Henwood and Christopher Ebeling have switched the centre pairing positions. They've yeah switched from 13 to 12 and 12 to 13, respectively. Jeremy Burrell, he is out for Northern Suburbs this week. Dave Henway takes his place, and they're going to 
include Brad Hamopo in the starting 15, which is a big in for them. Uh, it is a game they really should win against West Harbour away. Up north at Hunter, Sam Tafuga is going to be playing instead of Nick Dobson this week. Uh, it is Hunter's second home game in a row, and they'll be looking to put on a better display than they did against Randwick. Nate DeThierry from outside centre to 10, where he takes over from Jaden Wright, who actually drops back to fullback. For Penrith, their opponents, who they really should beat, it is John Penny in for Leon Bongare. Ulisisi Tagaiaia Talatoa is in for Ezekiel Sire. That's one of just many changes to the starting pack for them. Andrew Tuala, he's playing loose head. He played hooker last week. And Miles Thorogood will play fly half for Southern Districts as they come up against Gordon side with, as we mentioned before, three big outs. Anyway, to take us through all of those games, it is our one and only guest this week, Carrick Ryan. Here he is. Time to welcome to the Shoot Got Real podcast, a very uh, new guest, Carrick Ryan. Um, I think I followed you on Twitter originally for your political takes. Um, and I saw him tweeting about rugby and I'm like, got to get him on the podcast. Welcome, mate. G'day. Thanks for having me. And it's nice to be on a podcast where I'm not talking about politics or social issues for a change. Yeah, exactly right. So uh, this is yeah. my real passion. And less exactly right. Um, well, what have you made of the competition so far? Uh, what, we're a month in? I think it's kind of about time you start developing kind of opinions about, you know, it's too easy, too hard to do it after um, two weeks or whatever. But after about four, you start to get an idea of where people are at. Yeah, absolutely. There's definitely been some favourites that have sort of firmed to the top of the uh, table. And, uh, you know, I was just speaking earlier about the fact that it's it's been really amazing this year having that access to all the games because in an ordinary year, you really get to watch, you know, any game that you might happen to watch either live or on a Saturday afternoon. It's been just fantastic through the week being able to literally go through every game and uh, get a sense of how all the teams are, are performing, not just, you know, your chosen team and, and who, they, who, who they play against that week. Yep. So um, yep. for me, probably so far, I, I think Norths have been really impressive, uh, probably the most entertaining. Um, you know, they, they, I think they've probably already produced three of the, the, the tries of the year in the first four rounds. Um, Eastwood, of course, always, you know, always firm as, as just a strong team, a strong club. Uh, and of course, you, you can't, you know, as, as sure as death and tax, the Sydney University uh, undefeated. So, mm. you know, no mm. real surprises there, but this has been some really entertaining and close games. I think Souths have been ridiculously unlucky. Um, they've had three games where they, they play against really strong teams that they've been ultra competitive up until the final moments. Yeah. Um, and, and, yeah. And, and they could have won all three. Um, so, yeah, look, it, it's still one of those situations where there's probably, you know, five teams that conceivably could be uh, the premiers by the end of the, end of the competition. Good shout, I reckon. Um, yeah, Souths are exactly, I think I read uh, an article during the week that said against Northern Suburbs, they pretty much won every statistic except the school board. So if you're going, you know, through the stats or whatever, you, you, you're thinking of Souths won, but uh, they end up missing yeah. out, which is not that embarrassing given, you know, just how good a side Northern Suburbs are, as you kind of alluded to. Um, when we get into the games themselves, let's start with probably the most straightforward one. This round, Eastern Suburbs up against the Two Blues. How do you see this one panning out? Look, the, the Two Blues have been frustrating because, mm. you know, as it happens so often, is they've been really competitive in each of their games for about 75% of, of each match they've played. Um, yeah. And then it just seems to always be the case that then there's always a blowout at the end or a period of time that just makes it look like they've been absolutely steamrolled. But it hasn't mm. always been the case. Mm. Um, so, look, the unknown factor is, is I believe the game is out in orange. Yeah. Um, I think it's a, an Eastern Suburbs home game um, out at Orange. 
Uh, so look, there's, there's always an unknown. We don't know how well teams travel um, and how that travel sort of may affect different players. But despite that, it's it's pretty hard to see the Beasties losing um, the form that they've been in. So uh, yeah, I'll back the, uh, the the Eastern Suburbs Beasties in this game. Agreed. Uh, you alluded to them, you know, not really having travelled. Uh, here's a stat for you. If well, I mean, obviously they're taking this game to Orange. Had they not, they would have played every single one of their first six games in the Eastern Suburbs with the one away game being at Randwick. So yeah, yeah not right. a lot of trouble yeah. going on there at the moment. Um, going through West Harbour and North, West Harbour, another, another team, a bit like uh, Western Sydney, if you like, uh, in yeah. that, you know, they, they can be very competitive for long periods of time and they can upset teams. They just haven't really done that yet. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, West Harbour will be, uh, you know, there's going to be a few games this year that they will upset some of the, the real contenders. Um, mm. I don't think this is going to be that game. Uh, Norris, as I indicated before, uh, you know, I've watched a, a few of their games. They've just been so impressive. Their cohesion in the, in the back line, especially um, their ball handling has just been uh, ridiculously good. I think it's going to be a very entertaining game, uh, to be honest, between those two teams. But uh, Norse for me, as I, as I said, oh, I think they're one of the premiership favourites at this earlier stage um, to me. And uh, it, it's, they have to have a, a pretty bad day, I think, unfortunately, for, for West Harbour to really threaten them. Agreed. Uh, Hunter and Penrith. Um, this game, uh, well, well, in the past when Penrith have played Hunter, and I think they played them twice all up in a trial and last year, you would think Penrith would have done better than they actually have. They've been blown out on both occasions. And I actually see this game going the same way. And it's disappointing because uh, Penrith, you know, obviously got their first a win in several years, just a couple of weeks back. And then they lost all that momentum the next week going down to uni. That, that was always going to be hard to back up against, you know, especially being Sydney uni. Yeah. Um, so mm-hmm. it, it'd be really interesting. And I think it's going to really sort of define them for to a degree, how they back up against Hunter Wildfires. Because I, I think Hunter would have penciled this in at the start of the season and just thought, oh, you know, Penrith, that, that's a good chance of, uh, of a win. Um, you know, Penrith will be heartened by their victory over, over the two Blues. Um, you know, I don't think they would have ever expected to, to beat Sydney Uni, but they probably are going into this, this game with something that they haven't had in previous occasions, and that's belief. Um, they know we've got players in Penrith colours that have tasted victory in the Shield. So how that affects them going into a game like Hunter, uh, it, it's, it's going to be really revealing to see if maybe Penrith is starting to be competitive. Mm. Um, but even with that said, I, I, I do expect Hunter to win. Um, but I think it, yeah, it'd be really interesting and eye-opening if all of a sudden we see uh, the Penrith with two wins this early in the season. Yeah, oh, it'd be amazing, I think. Um, but yeah, I think we're agreed on the first few games. Um, Sydney Uni and Manly, as we start to get into a couple of the tough, tougher games, Manly started the year horrendously uh, against yeah. Gordon and they actually rebounded really nicely, I think, in round two. And then on the weekend, they looked a little bit unpolished. I, I better just close my bias here. Um, you know, I, I'm, I actually played for Marlins. Uh, yeah. So uh, but, but it's, it took a fair few years of my life wearing the, the blue and red. Um, and look, I, w- I was at that, that game um, it, uh, at, at the Village Green where we absolutely got destroyed. Um, fun fact, I one of the very few first grade games I played in, in Shoot Shield was coming off the bench. We're going back to somewhere around uh, 2005, I think. Yeah. And I came off the bench in about 10 minutes into a Manly versus Eastwood game. 
and I, I haven't been able to confirm this, but I'm pretty certain uh, we lost somewhere around 85 nil. It was absolutely <laughs> shocking. It was one of my only handful of first grade games. Tim Donnelly was the fly half. I was a flanker and be, was told to shut him down and clearly failed. And I was actually kind of, a part of me was was uh, hoping that my record would disappear that yeah. day, but they sort of yeah. managed to stand the bleeding. Uh, look, whatever um, Manny McGoldrick said in between that first round and the second uh, second round seemed to have some big effect because they they, they clearly um, turned up that, that following week and, and were able to uh, grind out a win against East um, in, in Willara. But I guess, as, as you indicated, then I think they followed it up with, with a bye and then they've had a game against two Blues, mm. which is always hard mm. sometimes to, to gauge how a team's going um, against Parramatta. So, oh, sorry, Western Sydney. So I think... You know, again, as my, my, my brain says Sydney Uni in a cancer, but my heart really wants the Marlins to obviously do well. Yeah. I think it, it's really yeah. crucial for them because it's it's basically, I think we, this is going to be the first real insight to find out if that first game was just an absolute, you know, screw up, um, yeah. if that was just a real blip yeah. and an anomaly, or, um, you know, are we going to see the, the East side, the, the team that played against East, are we going to see the team that played against Sydney Uni and, that's going to reveal a lot about how this competition for the rest of the year is going to go down to find out how many contenders we actually have. So my take on Manly is that they're really not that bad a side. Uh, from what I've heard, uh, they're training apparently up to the first game. They had a very bad preseason. So, you know, there are a few things to blame there. Uh, obviously, okay. it doesn't really excuse a 67-point loss or whatever it was. Um, uh, but I, I think in yeah. their favour is when they played Sydney Uni last year, I think they only lost by four points or something in the end, and that was at Uni. So, you know, who knows? Could go I, I, I'll also just add that in, in all my years of playing for Marlins, and this is a, a deplorable statistic, and obviously I only played a really small handful in first grade and then spent the rest of, of my long flailing career in seconds and, and third grade. Yeah. I've never, never once beaten Sydney University. And yeah, wow. it's four years yeah. of Colts and about, you know, 10 years of grade, never once. So I find it really hard to even envision being their manly team that beats in the uni. But yeah, look, as I said, it's, it's I'm really hopeful. And, and it'll be it'll be fantastic if they can go from where they were in that first round to beating yep. an undefeated team. Well, well here's, here's another story for you. And um, my team, Blue Mountains, who I play for in Subbies, came up against mm. uh, the Petersham Colts team last year. And the Petersham Colts team was kind of a joint venture between Petersham and Sydney Uni. And they actually ran out in Sydney Uni jerseys. And well, we beat okay. them that day. So, so I'm, I'm claiming that. I've beat Sydney Uni. Um, You've done something I haven't. There you go. Exactly right. Exactly right. Eastwood and Warringah. This is a fascinating game, I think. Um, mm. Warringah I've been very impressed with. Yeah, same. They were impressive against uh, Ramwick. Um, I think they started off the year with the bye. So they were kind of a, a latecomer. Mm. Um, but mm. I tell you what, I, the Eastwood, especially last week, are they going to have their Super Rugby players again this week? Um, they are. They're uh, yeah, yeah, making a couple of changes. I did see um, Ben Maher, I think, is expected to start in ten. Uh, uh, yeah, for Eastwood, they'll have the Waratahs back, I believe. Yeah. Yes, that they they were really impressive and really slick, and um, you know, and East we're, we're not not a pushover at all, but just they Eastwood looked like they were in control for me the whole time. Mm. Um, for me, this is uh, probably the match of the round. I think it's going to be a really great game. Um, probably the, the only really rule thing for me that will split them is um, I'll, I'll, I'll pick Eastwood because it's a TG Milner, yeah, and just probably because. Uh, I, I think um, Eastwood, is, I've seen more of them. Um, mm. Ringo, obviously, with the bye and, and a loss. 
I just think at this stage. But again, this could be one of those games as well, which really just shows how how close the competition is. Yeah, I wrote in the numbers the other day because I was bored and I worked out they played six games at home last year, the, the Rats this is. Six games at home, six games away, uh, four wins at home and two wins away. So they're quite literally twice as hard to beat at home or you could spin that yeah. another way and say they're only half as good away. So I think, yeah, going off that, Eastwood, I think, by a small margin, it's by like five points yeah. or something, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it, it's, uh, it should be a cracker. I, I, I think I'm going to try and watch that either live or as close to live or on Stan Sports because, yeah, it's going to be a great game. Gordon and Souths. Um, Souths are, yeah, a team who've been, you know, very unlucky lucky in the opening stages. I think every game for them, well, on the weekend they lost by 10 points, but prior to that, all three games had either, had either won by, you know, less than a try or lost by less than a try. Uh, so this is a real chance for them to prove themselves. Yeah, look, obviously Gordon, when we watched them play against Manly in the first round, was just super impressive. Like they look so slick, and oh, I remember just thinking, you know, they've really put it, put the statement out to the rest of the competition that they are the defending champions and and they're the team to beat. Um, and then I think they 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 lost a game after that. Um, I think that they've had. Uh, if I'm not, I think they came off a bye and um, yep. Parramatta. Is that right? So uh, my fear. No, it's, it's like Western Sydney in round two, a bye in round three. Uh, hang, yeah. on, no, no, no. hang on, no, no, no. So, so they lost in round three, bye in round four, and then they're playing round five. So yeah, they're coming off a loss. Yeah, okay. So I, I do wonder whether they might be lacking a bit of momentum. So mm. uh, it's going to be a huge game for Gordon because, as I said, they started off with this big statement and then it probably sort of, you know, struggled to get that momentum back. And I think Souths might be a special here. I think they've just been so close. They've played some really, really good rugby. Um, mm. As I mentioned earlier, they've been really unlucky. I think, I, I don't have it in front of me, I think it was, it was three-point losses for two of their games. And even the game against Norths, um, from memory, they were in it up until the last, you know, the last period there. I think there was a yeah. penalty kick that sort of pushed it out. Um, so they, they, they'd be feeling really unlucky that they aren't, you know, undefeated so far this year. So mm. they'll back themselves. And I think Gordon will be struggling to, to get momentum, but that's probably the, the second second match of the round for me. Agreed. Agreed, agreed on all counts. Um, except Gordon, I think I have to back at home. I'll play it safe. Um, thanks so much, Carrick. Welcome on anytime. No problem. So I look forward to a, a big weekend of rugby and then a big week of catching up on all the games that I missed. Much appreciated to Carrick Ryan for coming on the show, sharing his insights and his stories about playing for Manly against Sydney Uni. They're a tough beat, aren't they? That's my takeaway. I mean, you know, maybe we already knew that. Who knows? Look, that's our show this week. As I mentioned before, a little bit of a shorter uh, show this week. We couldn't get anyone from Warringah on the phone, unfortunately, which is a real shame. If anyone from Warringah is listening to this, lift your game. I don't know if we'll get anyone from the Rats on next week. We are actually talking to their rivals from the Northern Beaches, the captain, James Hilterbrand from Manly. He's coming on. So all the more reason to find us on your favourite podcast platforms. Just search for Shoot Got Real. Give us a like on Facebook, facebook.com slash Shoot Got Real. Also follow. We drop team news um, every Thursday and a new episode every Friday morning. Hope you have a great time either at the rugby this weekend, whatever game you find yourself at, or if you're just at home split screening on Stan, uh, enjoy the rugby. I will see you next weekend. My name's Tom English. Bye for now.